0: Core confidence life, life, life. Welcome to the Core Confidence Life Personal Development Podcast. I am your host, Dennis, broadcasting to you right here in New York City. All right. Don't forget to follow us on social media. We're there. We're there. Find us, right? It's Facebook. You know, Dennis R. Sumlin right there on Facebook. Um, Also, you can find us on Twitter. Now, I don't use LinkedIn, uh, Not LinkedIn. you can find me on LinkedIn too, but I was going to say, I don't use uh, Instagram all that much, but we are there, uh, so catch us on that as well. If you want to know more about the podcast or listen to episodes you may have missed, because there's years of them, you can go to cclpodcast.com, that is cclpodcast.com. On today's program, we are talking to a men's lifestyle coach. We talk about a lot of things with this men's lifestyle coach, right? Peter De That's right. Peter De He's on the program, and we're discussing uh, everything from stem to stern, right? Mainly, how does a man find himself? Because, you know, we've got a lot of conditionings going on. Our parents told us this. Society tells us this. Our homeboys told us this. My girlfriend said this. But how does a man really find out who he is uh, above all the noise that's going on? So we'll talk about that. Also, being centered in your male sexuality, um, enjoying sex as a man and getting over stigma around that. We talk about that. Also, Peter tells us his life story of an abusive father and how that actually strengthened him as a man. He learned what not to do by experiencing that. So all that and more with our guest coming at you. Also, if you go to the website, cclpodcast.com, and you go down to the footer area, you're going to see something called uh, uh programs. You know programs and courses, and one of the things you should look at is the book "Unshame Your Masculinity." This book is chock full of tips around confidence, stepping into your authentic manhood, um, how to handle sex and dating relationships, and of course, it also talks about the different uh, life path numbers in numerology and how you can manifest your own unique masculine manhood. Using numerology and life path. So it's chock full of stuff. and you want to go to cclpodcast.com down to the footer area and look at the courses and uh, books and stuff, right? Or you can just go into the uh, library, right? So that's at cclpodcast.com. Without any further ado, we're going to talk to Peter De Palo. And hear where he's coming from and how you can find yourself as an authentic man trying to live in this crazy, kooky, silly world today. Right. Got to keep our heads above water. All right. After this. Hi, I'm Charlene Bowden, host of the It's Just Us radio show, president and founder of It's Just Us Productions. It's Just Us Productions is a cross-media company that produces radio and TV programs that are heard and seen by national and international audiences. Visit our website at IJUProductions.com, follow us on social media, and tune in on the first and third Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for the It's Just Us radio show on the Artists First Radio Network. How you doing, Peter? I'm doing good. How are you, Dennis? I'm doing well. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Absolutely. So talk to us. Uh, I said earlier in the introduction that uh, about you being a lifestyle coach and an entrepreneur. So talk to us about what is a lifestyle coach?
1: So um, I think that when when I decided to become a lifestyle coach, really, it has to do a lot with life balance. Um, But the reason why I like to say lifestyle coach is because I want to Be the coach that helps people, right, within their busy lifestyle, what their lifestyle is, I would like to see all of my clients obtain optimal health, personal power, enthusiasm for life. I want them to be supported as they go and pursue success, whether it's personal success, whether it's financial success, or career success. So as a lifestyle coach, I like to, you know, integrate all, all of the things that come into balancing this person's lifestyle. And, you know, obviously, I'm not gonna, you know, have a, the client be unsatisfied. So I will, you know, dig into their lifestyle, um, what they're looking to change how we get them to those habits, right? Those healthy habits that support not only the lifestyle that they have, but the lifestyle that they want in the future, right? Because the past is gone. The present is here. But I want them looking in that, in that windshield. I don't want them looking in the rearview mirror. I want them to see the possibilities for, for what is really out there that based on their desires, because again, this is going to empower people. It's going to, it's going to make more people, it's going to make more people productive. It's, and when you do that for one person, how many people does that affect? It's like crazy, right? Because right now we're, we're in a place where our businesses have got to have purpose. I'm sorry, but people need purpose. They need support. Um, they need, I don't care what service they're getting. It has to support them 100%. I want people to be assured that anything that they spend money on is correct for them. Right. It, it, it supports whatever need that caused them to put that money out of their pocket. Okay. So, you know, I, I also like to think um, of spending as investing. So, you know we want people to be conscious of you know spending their money wisely i'm not saying you have to like oh invest in this and that in stocks and make money doing that no 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 no. you know you're gonna you're gonna go out and you're gonna buy something okay say you're gonna go to the supermarket okay and you're gonna buy some food all right what is the best choice for you well if you ask me it's an investment of time because just you know that's our, our most precious commodity is time right and then it's an investment of your money um to nourish yourself in the best way possible. So, coaches are, are great for that because a lot of people know what to do. They don't always do it. And, you know, sitting with a coach and talking to them, they can help them make that plan. To, it could be the supermarket, it could be anything at all, but make that plan right before they get to the supermarket so that then when they leave the supermarket, they get exactly what they came for, right? They're not just like cruising the aisles, grabbing stuff that's on sale. You know, because that's a waste of money, unless it's, you know, beneficial to them. Um, so, yeah, so I like to, to think of myself, my, my role as a lifestyle coach, you know, to help people get the most out of their life and live their lifestyle. You know what I mean? Because let's face it, we've got to be true. Like, it's nice to have neighbors and it's nice to have friends, but just because something's good for your friend, your neighbor, your brother, it's not always going to be good for you, right? So, you know, people to really, really discover what's good for them so that they can experience what they're meant to experience, right? Because hype blows things out of proportion, marketing, you know, you see it all the time in commercials. you like, you need this to get, get, get yourself a better life. Oh, is that really what you need? <laughs> Or do you just need a good plan? And, you know, if the product is, is there to support, it should be a good product. It should be there for them um, 100%, no matter what it is, right? I, I think it's really important. I, I, I want to see people um, living happy lives, productive lives. I just think that the whole world is changing for the better. Um, It's not going back. I I really don't believe it's going back. I think we're moving forward into an exciting time, regardless of what the media is saying. Um, And I want people to understand, embrace that. And, and, And now people have more power than they ever did before, okay, to change their circumstances. There's so much technology out there to help them. There's so many resources to help them.
0: Um yeah. So mm, all right. So do you dedicated to helping people uh you utilize their resources, spend money wisely, um, and just really have something, a goal and a purpose for themselves. Absolutely. I definitely yeah. so what kind of clientele do you normally um coach? Do you coach men? Do you what kind of men do you coach? What 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 demographic do you usually serve?
1: So I've had both male and female um clients i like working with both men seem to i think it's just because they can talk to me um, as they are without a pretense um it the, the bond seems to be a little bit better closer it's more of an honest connection um my female clients have gotten good results too um I think that there's things that they don't want to admit to me, and and you know I would have to dig, and um, maybe they're you know maybe they're more comfortable with a female coach for that, but um, yeah, I feel like I'm a man, <laughs> and I understand you know I understand issues. I have a lot to deal with myself. I've had a lot of things to break through, so I'm never I'm never surprised. Um, And I just always seem to be able to give them the support they need. Um, So I have one client who his first uh, 90-day program was around finances and ending old relationships. His new 90 program is around um, starting new relationships. And he's doing a lot of this wonderful self-discovery where like, yeah, so as he's exploring these new relationships and they're not working out, he's like, he's not depressed about it. He's like, you know, he's like grateful that, you know, what they are is what they are. They're not hurtful or vengeful, but they're actually inspiring him. Right. To get to, you know, the next, um, you know, relationship. So it's really interesting um, because it is a process. I mean, you're not going to just go on Tinder I mean, it might work out that way, but is that really what you want? I mean, you really have to look like at who you are to find, right. Your ideal partner and you want them to resonate with who you are, who you really are. Right. Not just what you look like on your Instagram, you know? So, um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I, I just, I just find it very familiar territory not just relationships, but you know, all of it, diet. I mean, men seem to eat for the same reasons or overeat or undereat um, for the same reasons. Um, our hormones are a lot more similar. So it's, you know, you know, like so if somebody's dealing with stress or, you know, a certain condition, I can guide them a little bit better. Um, yeah. And uh yeah, and, and I follow myself too. I, I make sure that. Um, I have a good diet that balances my hormones and my exercise balances my hormones. Um, you know, so again, I can have optimal health. Stuff. But, you know, it's just, um, yeah, I really enjoy working with male clients a lot. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, excellent. Excellent. Um, you know, as you know, I'm also a, a men's coach as well. And so mm-hmm. the, one of the first things you brought up, uh, when, it, when you were talking about coaching your clients, it was uh, around relationships, right. And mm-hmm. ending bad relationships, trying to start new relationships. And that's a big deal, uh, you know, for men looking for relationships, partners, you know, yes. um, being comfortable, uh, with yourselves, you know, with your own, uh, sexuality, sex drive, things like that. So yeah. how, when you coach men around relationships, ending bad ones or looking for new ones, you mentioned you have to know yourself first before you can really understand what you want out of a relationship. So how mm-hmm. do you take a man through the process of finding out the core of who they are so they can really attract those that that fit them?
1: So, um, so yeah, so, so what happens is it's a self discovery. I mean, really um, I ask them questions and they answer. Um, I support them um, in in whatever it is that they're looking for. So there's like, there's a no judgment space. There's a space for them to say whatever they want. It's a space for them to be, you know, as inappropriate as they want to be. I don't take offense, you know, at that. Um, I let them talk freely. And then as far as them getting to know themselves, just like really, really helping them to accept their needs, their drives, um, and to know that it's okay to have, to be who they are, right? So, you know, and then we do, you know, little, I give them actions, Um, a lot of it is, is based around having, you know, anchors in their life where they're being reminded, you know, constantly affirming these things, but, you know, just to give them that space where everything is okay. Right. Because we don't, we don't really get that, you know, in, in our, in our, even our intimate relationships don't allow us, um, to have that kind of space to speak so freely, you
0: know, absolutely. I, you know, I, the, the space to speak freely, you know, just expressing yourself as a man freely is, is, is rare. You definitely need uh, a particular space to do that in. And so um, I agree with that. So, What are some of the difficulties that men have in getting in touch with themselves?
1: Oh, my goodness. It's, uh, it's what's going on around them. I mean, you've got friends and you've got family and you've got people needing you to be a certain way. And although, you know, deep down inside who you are, you you know what I'm saying? Like you're you're hearing what people. So you're hearing it. You're interpreting it because a lot of, you know, most of it's not true anyway. It's just like your interpretation of what they're saying. And um I think, you know, we, we want to please, and when somebody makes a comment, you know, we're going to ask ourselves, well, they said that I don't think it's true, but is it true? So they start questioning it and the more they question it, right. Then we have that self doubt that gets in there. Right. So they're, 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 they're doubting if they're, if their direction was right in the first place when we know it is you're born with that direction right? You're born with that direction. But then after we're born, we get a couple of years in, we're told no, naughty, inappropriate. We go to school. You can't do this. You can't do that. You got to act a certain way. And, you know, the older a person gets, the more, more of these come into them. So if we can have them every single day coming into the world as the person that they are, to manifest everything that they truly should be manifesting, um, it's gonna make that person stronger, happier, more positive, less apologetic for being who they are. Um, criticism, I mean, people are always, you know, and, and I'm not gonna lie. I, I mean, I honestly don't think that people criticize you to make you feel bad. I think a lot of it is they doubt themselves, right? If they're on the right path, They'll look at you and uh, give you an opinion. Um, so it's really about them, not you. And it's really, it's it's not based on anything. It's not based on a fact. It's based on an opinion. So, um, you know, you can't get wet from the word water. That's all I can say. And um, I really, you know, it. it, it know, and I know it's easier said than done. And that's why coaching is so essential because when they have that, they have that space, right. To really collaborate with another person on them going in their right direction. Right. I think that's like a phenomenal support, you know? And I, I, yeah. Um, and I think amazing things can come out of it. Just amazing things, you know?
0: Mm, Yeah. You know, you're so right about the conditioning. You're so right about You know, when you when people when you're being when you're growing up, you're subject to all these different. This is not right. That's not right. You're supposed to act like this. Real men do that.
1: And who says that? Who who says that's right? Who says any of it is right? It's like something that they were told is it's not based on anything that is actual fact. It's just opinions, you know?
0: You're right, and you're right, and we take other people's opinions and create them, and 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 think that we think that way. You know, sometimes right. when, when when we grow up, our parents and society pump us full of thoughts, and then when we get older, we actually think that those are our thoughts. Yeah, yeah, so true. It's so true, and, yeah. and, it, and it's hard to deprogram people because what happens, and, and you can tell me if you have experience with this in either direction. Sometimes, you know, it's hard to let people know that, you know, maybe we've been lied to or, de- or, or n- non-productively programmed our whole lives. And it's hard to right. get a hold, get a grasp of that because that means mommy lied to us. That means the yes. school lied to us. That means society yes. lied to us. That means the president lied to us. And yes. what's, what's there to understand is that mommy didn't lie to us most likely on purpose, She lied to us because she's passing things that were taught to her down and she believes those lies to be true. So a lot of people have a hard time like restarting the learning process and saying, well, you know, most of the things that people told me were pretty much wrong. And that's a really hard concept for people to get. But understand Mm -hmm. that the people who raised you, some of their things that they taught you isn't because they had bad intentions This is because the world conditions us and makes us believe Mm -hmm. that their opinions are actually us. So what's your thoughts on that?
1: So I think that, um, when I look back at my upbringing, it wasn't pleasant. Um, it wasn't pleasant. There was a lot of um, abuse in my life. My father abused me. He beat me. Um, outside of that, it was like, there wasn't a lot, for me, I wasn't very, I wasn't very well liked in school. I mean, I'm not going to say I wasn't liked, but I I didn't have close friends. I was always kind of like outside the circle of the people that were friends. And, um, you know, I'm shit, listen, man, I'm not putting this down because what would I've taken out of this is so powerful and strong, but my God, if my parents didn't raise me the way they did, It could have been a lot worse scenario. I mean, you know, they moved us out of the city into the suburbs to keep us safe. I can't tell you how much I appreciate that because that meant, although I didn't have that happy and who the hell has that home life that's like on leave it to beaver. Nobody really. I mean, you know, we all have to overcome stuff when we're a child, but it was, it was rough. My dad was pretty rough with me. Um, My mother was, um, a kind love, well, she is a very kind, loving person. Um, she did what her her husband told her to do because that's what she thought was right. And unfortunately it it had a lot to do with me, um, the way I was brought up, which was all right. So, so I got to say it was valuable because I had to go into another dimension as a child. And uh, if people knew the thoughts I was thinking, they would think I was crazy, but why the hell do I care what they were thinking? This is how, you know, I escape reality, but not only escape reality, but I, you know, I, I, I actually had a plan for, for my life as a very young child that had nothing to do with abuse and had nothing to do with, um, you know, poverty. It had all, all about, it was all, all um to be successful and doing well and having great relationships um i wasn't taught how to do it but it it, it was in me it w- it was programmed in me uh somewhere in all that craziness um my parents didn't even realize but a lot of times when i wanted things they would just say well listen when you grow up, you can get rich and you can have anything you want. And they don't understand really how powerful that was. Cause now when I bring it up, they're like, did we really say that? I'm like, everybody said it to me all the time. And, um, most of it was because they couldn't buy it for me or whatever. Right. So I, you know, I guess, I guess that kind of stuck with me, but what it really did was, um, made me mature at a very young age. It made me think like a man at a very, very young age. Like I had to like, I had no choice to survive that. I had to be super responsible for myself all the time. Um, I can look back on my childhood and have many, many happy thoughts. I really can. Um, it, it, I mean that, you know, my grandmother is no longer with us. And she was with, with, with us a lot of my childhood. And I was grateful for that because, um, you know, you get, you get a lot of wisdom from your grandmother your grandparents teach you a lot and i um, very grateful for that. Um, my mother made me um, disciplined in, in a way that was good. I mean, we we were brought up Catholic, but we weren't forced to go to church. You know, like, if you want to go to church, that's fine. If not, no one else is going, you don't have to go. Um, which was nice. Cause that made me, you know, open to discovering my own spirituality um, we, my mother, my mother was also not prejudiced, which made me grow up to be more open-minded. Um, they, you know, we come from an Italian American background and, you know, we weren't allowed to be prejudiced and, you know, why should you be, why should a child be prejudiced? Why, you know, th- th- there's no reason for it. I mean, you know, um, when we lived in the city, my mother, um, encouraged us to play with all of the children on the playground, not just the white kids, but like, if she saw some, you know, she saw some black kids and nobody was playing them, she would go over there with your toys and play with that little boy. Um, and I think that's a very, very beautiful thing. And, you know, as a very young child to be taught that that was the right thing, gave me a lot of pleasure and gave me a lot of freedom, you know, I think. And, you know, that, that's the kind of thing, like, I wouldn't want to give up, because um, I enjoy, I enjoy embracing all people, no matter what, like, no matter the nationality, sexuality, you know, anything, I, I, I really, really appreciate that openness, because, you know, it, it, it opens my mind up to possibilities that, you know, I'm not going to close myself off. And uh, honestly, you know, we were brought up in a predominantly white area. And you know, those people are uh, when I look at them now, they're you know, they're not very inspiring. I mean, they're not I mean, you know, they're not very inspiring people. They're not doing, you know, I mean, they're living their life and they're doing the best their kid. I'm not I'm not even putting them down. But, you know, I'm I'm glad that I had that um, essence of more. Always. There was always more. And I think You know, being deprived of things makes you always want more, and always wanting more, it you—it's growth. It's like you know, you realize after a while that it is personal growth. I mean, I came out to the city when I was seventeen year old, seventeen years old with no money, like no money, and I defend for myself. So you get rid of the paradigm right away of 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 all that glitters is gold. You got to freaking make a living you got to make an you know, not only make a living, but make a name for yourself. You know, you've you got to be a good, you know, a good um, caliper, a good um, character, you know, to, to really get the things that you want, right? To, to really, you know, have those those results. So it's a little bit.
0: About that. Yeah, well, it's good that you were brought up with all of those values around, you know, not being prejudiced or, or racist or anything like that. I'm glad that that, that part, of your life was uh, was the way that it was. Of course, we don't we never like to hear about people being abused, you know, as a child. Ah. But I'm yeah. glad that you are you you that that some of that actually helped you move forward in life and some of those other lessons yeah. that were not abusive, but you took like not being prejudiced does, does something that you valued. I, I appreciate that. And you got yeah. me thinking of this next question here. Um, what do you think is what what is being a man to you like you're a men's coach and you know you're a man yourself and we're, we're both men's coaches so t- tell me what 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 what's being a man What what's a man manhood
1: so i don't i don't i don't think it's necessarily tradition i think it's part of it part of it is the traditional things they say you know a man's got to be strong well every human being's got to be strong um but you know like and, and and society is changing so, so much. And, you know, the paradigms are changing so, so much. And men's lives are changing so, so much. So I think being a man means, first of all, being true to yourself. I really, I really, that's 100%. Be true to yourself. Be true to your values. Um, definitely be the best person that you can be for the world. Um men are different than women. Um, we have different drives, right? We, you know, and I think we need to honor our drives and not just say, just because I'm driven, does that make me egotistical? No, it means that you want more out of life, which is pretty freaking cool. If you ask me, um, letting go of ego is, is really good, but I just think that any man who's been, faced with a challenge that needs to be confronted pretty, I, I believe pretty fast that ego is going to go down the toilet so that they can be, be who they are. Right. And if they're not, then I, I, I honestly sincerely believe that they will seek out the right path. Right. It might not manifest instantly because we be conditioned. We've been conditioned so many with so many habits that don't support that. But I believe that if you want it, it will come if you're taking effective action, it will come. But like you were saying earlier, if you're sitting on the couch in your underwear, eating Doritos, eh, probably not so much. <laughs> probably not so much, you know? So um, yeah, being a man is, is being um, true to himself, being proud of himself, being proud of his sexuality, who he loves, why he loves. It, you know, being um, consciously aware I think we have a responsibility to the planet, to other human beings that um, really, you know, really needs to be um, recognized, not only recognized, but to, you know, can have a lot of of good times doing that. And um, I think having more pleasure than we're used to in life is hard for a lot of people letting that pleasure in, right? So, yeah, just, just growing into the best version of yourself, educating yourself constantly, never giving, yourself, never giving up on yourself, never giving up on yourself, never giving up on your dreams. How tiny, how big, it doesn't matter, right? This is really, really important for, for men. We also want to break out of the old paradigms of, like being emotional, that it's not appropriate. We we want to recognize our emotions. We want to use them appropriately, and we got it. The thing is, you can't. If you're gonna say your emotions are inappropriate, you're gonna be inappropriate, right? But if you think my emotion is appropriate, but maybe it's not appropriate in a certain circumstance, right? Maybe I can find a better way to um, navigate around this so that my thoughts are heard. And my feelings are heard. And then, you know, that we have now an openness or um, a connection that's a little healthier.
0: All right. That's great. Now, uh, what something you said was very interesting to me about we don't like to accept a lot of pleasures. What do you mean by pleasure? What do you mean that we don't get enough pleasure? We don't allow ourselves to enjoy pleasure. Talk talk to us more about that.
1: Yeah. So I feel like, um, okay, this is my experience, um, as well, but I feel like as a man and we're working, it's almost like we forget that work can be pleasure. We, we, we forget about the satisfactions that we can get a- out of doing our work. Um, instead of like, Oh my God, today's Monday. I got to get my ass out of bed and go to work. Why don't we just, wow, it's Monday. I get to go to work today. Let me see. Let me see what changes I can make today. You know what I mean? Just kind of changing um, our attitude. And hey, it might sound cliche, but you know what? It works. It really, really works. Just, you know, waking up in gratitude, right? Setting up your day for pleasure, Um, working uh, for a result, not for your boss. Okay, so, yeah, you are employed. You do have an obligation to show up for work. You also have your own dreams. Your boss has his own dreams. Make sure you know what your dreams are. When you show up for work, do the best job that you can do right at work. If that's not your passion, when you're done, go do something that is in line to your passion, set up a little side hustle, set up a support group. Do you know, discover that part of it? Because, um, the more pleasure you have, right? The, the more higher vibrations, higher frequencies, you know, we're letting in and the higher the frequency, right? Again, it's, it's not just going to affect you, but it's going to affect everybody around you. People will see something different and they'll wonder what is that difference. Now I'm the kind of person when I see somebody who's doing something different, and I think it's pretty cool. I won't really ask. I'll look at their difference. And I'll think to myself, how do you think they feel? How do you think, what do you think that they do? I mean, you can always pick them a if you want. I, I like observing and picking up on their vibe a lot more. Um, then I can kind of be creative and think to myself, well, let me try this and see if that gets me more there. And it's not about you being just like them. It's about you being the best version of you that you see in that person. Okay. So, um so I just think that life can be pleasant. Um, when I started in the workforce, I really decided I wasn't going to be, my dad used to complain every single day that, that he had to work. And I didn't think that was night or nice. You want to say night whatever. I didn't think it was good for a grown man to complain in front of his kids that he had to go do a day's work. I just think that's crappy. Okay. My dad was not very intelligent. He had a, a, a laborious job, but then to come home and spill you know and your kids are just like wow you know what am i what's it going to be like for me so <laughs> i had a very rebellious um inner child that would be like whatever my dad does is, is not me <laughs> it's like i'm sorry but that's not that's not. and and it, you know it was like a lot of it too was you know one day he wailed on me so hard i thought he was going to kill me and um I remember getting up and saying, I'll never ever be like that. And guess what? My grandma came and chimed in. And she says, That was wrong, little boy. Your, your dad's not supposed to be the little boy. And you know what? If 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 somebody didn't actually, an adult didn't actually explain that to me, um, it could have been a lot worse. I could have grown up to be a serial killer. I mean, I had a lot of anger in me. Um, a lot of anger in me, but my loving grandma bestowed that wisdom on me. And she made sure that I understood. She said, you are a little boy, he's a grown man, you're not supposed to be hit. And that was it, all right? She wasn't, she was She was a good person with a big heart. Um, you know, she wasn't, you know, well, I, she, she had wisdom, but she wasn't like a huge, you know, like book writer or success, but you know what? That's where it all comes from. It, it, it comes from in our, um, our, our, our survival of our, you know, our ancestors, right? So, um, i really felt rebellious. Like every time my dad came home and he said something, it was a joke to me. I couldn't respect a man that was beating me. Um, my brother and I used to laugh at him a lot and, um, we used to laugh at him because he was ridiculous. He really was. Do I appreciate my father? I appreciate my father so much. It's not like I, I hate him. I mean, I wouldn't be born if it wasn't for my father. Um, had I had a different father, I wouldn't be exactly who I am. Um, my father would, was doing everything. So when I look at my, my drive, it, it was still in my father, but it always go, it was going the other direction. Right? So my father had the same drive, but he lashed out and, and his frustration last, lashed out in violence because he couldn't have a certain life. I mean, that's what I think it really was. He could have had a really good life if he would have gotten his ass up and, and 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 educated himself, but he didn't do that. He simply took whatever job came his way and expected like this glorious life, which was like that that wasn't gonna happen. Yeah, they have a they have a roof over their head. They they gave me a roof over my head. There was never a day that there wasn't food in that house. And a lot of my friends that were wealthier didn't even have that much food in their house. I mean, it was like, like, people will come over and say, You're serious? Your mom bought all this food. I'm like, Yeah, doesn't your mom buy food? Like, we don't have like this. I'm like, Well, have something to eat. You know, like, there was always that. Right. So that was, um, that was a good thing. But, um, I kind of think my dad was, uh, me in reverse. And, and by my saying, I will be exactly the opposite, my dad was exactly the right thing to do because it made me explore the good, the good men, right. The good, the good role models, the good, the good men, the men that were, you know, um, good people that were like loving their kids, <laughs> you know, I'm like my dad didn't know he, maybe he didn't know how to love me, but you know, he says he loves me, but you know, when a man is, uh, being abusive, and then he says he loves you, it's like, You're you look confused. Yeah. You, you don't know. Um, you can't justify that's not, that's not okay. Cause you can't be beaten and then, that's an act of love because maybe it is on his part, but it, for me, it was, it was very hurtful. And I, I wouldn't accept it for myself, but I wouldn't accept myself doing it to someone else. Yeah. Um, so that's going back to that, but that's my, that's my growth out of it. You know, I'm not, I'm not complaining. Sure. So
0: how did you, um, what were some of your tactics in or your strategies or your, your coping mechanisms to deal with the abuse as it's happening, even after it's happened, how did it affect you, Did it affect your self-esteem, your sense of manhood, whatever it was? And if it did, how was you able to move through that?
1: Fantasy. I would pretend I was in another world. I was doing other things. Um, Yeah. And I'm not saying, I mean, that was just me turning around using my, that's all I had. You know, all you have as a kid is imagination. So I would imagine my life was, was better. I would imagine that he wasn't my father. I would imagine that um, I was like this famous movie star. Um, I would imagine people in the street dancing like they did in movies. I mean, you know, there was uh, was even times in my childhood where I was be someplace with my mom and uh, and look at the people randomly. And I would think, I wouldn't dare say it out loud, but I would think to myself, well, why aren't they jumping around dancing like they do in the movies? I don't get it, (laughs) you know what I mean? Um, so, and then, you know, nobody, nobody told me not to, to think those thoughts. So I did. <laughs> and that was my coping mechanism. It really, really was. I, I really tried to make friends with people. I, I always was as, you know, conscientious and polite, um, to people. I was brought up with a very generous, uh, I, I was brought up as a very generous. I mean, I, I think I was just born into being very generous, um, more so than my brother um, more so than, well, my, my, you know, my father, uh, my mother was a generous person. Um, but you know, it was just like when I did something and they expressed generosity, the amount of praise that I got was like, Oh my God, he's such a good, it was just like, I can't believe what a good boy you are for being so you know, generous. Like, you know, there, there, there was that. And, um, the fact that most people weren't Um, it did, it just, it still doesn't dawn on me that, you know what I mean? Most people aren't, um, you know, because I, I create that for myself and I, and I believe it comes back to me. I don't, I don't have to be reciprocated to be generous. I just be generous because it's what I think is necessary. Like, you know what I mean? If I feel like I need to give, it's because I feel like I need to give, I'm not giving to get back. Okay. But again, you know, stepping out of that selfishness into unselfishness, right? It puts us into a different dimension. You know, it it puts us into this dimension of, of not, of abundance. You know, we're, we're, we're moving out of scarcity into abundance by that action. So it's, it's, it's important to me, um, to be that way, you know, so it can be painful. It has been painful, but you know, do I resent it? No. Do I regret it? No. I I don't. I don't regret it. Um maybe I am naive and that's okay. Um but I learn from my mistakes, you know? And then I really realize that most people don't mean to be um selfish. They really are just doing the best what, what they've learned so far, you know? Mm, all right well that that's
0: good using your imagination and then you're describing just understanding where a lot of people are coming from even when they do negative things or what we see as negative things that some of them may be doing it because they think that's the best way or they don't know how right. or that's the way they would treat it so it's good that you have that perspective that you
1: don't yeah, have I was, you I carry was, around a lot of bitterness yeah but i as a child that was I had to because my mother really wanted me to understand why my dad was doing. It. I didn't understand, but she wanted me to understand my, why my dad was doing what he was doing. OK, I thought it was unacceptable. I thought she should have taken off. Right. I thought that that would have been she didn't want to leave my dad because of her childhood and, and her dad abandoning her. She didn't she didn't want that for us. She thought that was the best thing. Um, but she did make me. Your dad is doing this because of this. I wasn't understanding it at all when I was young, but it did put an openness of he can't help himself. Okay. He's not doing it because he hates you. You know what I'm saying? So, so I was constantly having to to do that it's not easy for a kid i don't think a kid that age should have to but you know for me that was survival you know
0: yeah Mm, well Mm. i definitely understand you said earlier um when we're talking about manhood about a man should be comfortable with his sex sexuality sex drive and things like that so talk to us more about what you mean by a man being comfortable with his sexuality or sex drive?
1: Um, So just to understand that um, when you have a need to be a certain way, it's okay to be that way. Um, Be be comfortable with it. Um, You know, don't, don't suppress it, just accept it, right? Because the more you can... So when you're talking about so when you're talking about sex drive, sexual needs, sexual urges, um, the problem, I think in frustration is getting it fulfilled. Am I, am I right? Is that, is that really right? Cause we don't always get, I don't, I, I don't think it's, it's, I mean, we can get it fulfilled, fulfilled, but it's really, um, about getting it fulfilled the way we want it to be fulfilled, the way we need it to be fulfilled. Right. So, if you're gonna have those feelings, you have to know that you have those feelings. You have to know that they're not wrong. And um, you have to not be frustrated about it. You can't be frustrated, not, not if you wanna be, you know not if you want a happy sex life, right? Because I think it's, re- I think sex life is really important. I think it's under, um, I think it's really important. To, to have a good sex life. I, I I just really, I, I just really believe it is. Um, it's something that, no, it's not always like we're not always going to discuss our sex life with just anybody. But to be aware of what it what what those sexual needs are is, is important. To be aware of the type of person you're you're attracted to is important. Um, and for you to become as close to that, right. As, as, as you can be in yourself. So you want to start to take those attributes attributes in and owning them, you know, and reemphasizing that that's what you want the partner. Cause that's the essence of who you are so that when we do enter, um, a sexual encounter, it's, uh, you know, it's expressed freely. We want it expressed freely. We, we want it. Um, we certainly want the level of privacy. I think privacy is really important when you're, you know, when you're being intimate, being safe in, in a space, you know, that nobody's going to interrupt you. Um, being non-judged in that space is really, really important. But yeah, so so sex drive is good. I mean, if you ask me, I think sex drive um, – drives people to do more than just have sex. It drives us to live a better life um, all the way around because we have that drive. But then what we also do is we can use that drive for positive energy to create. And I believe that in that creation, right, we're we're creating this um, world for ourselves. And then I think our partners just show up out of that. Mm,
0: it's interesting you were talking about, uh, I was just speaking about this yesterday with someone, um, someone who's been on this program before too, about the, the relationship between sex and creativity, and because they all come from the same area, we were talking about the sacral chakra, um, and how, you know, our sex drive and our create the raw creativity we have as humans, they come from the same area, because they're all linked in creativity. Um, making something you know uh, impregnating the world with your with your likeness with your being, and that involves creating that involves sex sex drive all of those things come from the sacral chakra and it's, it's interesting that you mentioned that people can use their sex energy to motivate themselves to do other things aside from sex, which i think is tr- i think it's true yeah. um so it's cool that I you just look at Marilyn
1: that. monroe <laughs> she <laughs> She, no, I mean, she used her sexuality, her sex drive to, to become the icon that she wanted to become. Not only that, but, you know, she was like really super seductive back in a time when everybody was like all like bundled up, like especially women in like lots of garments, like <laughs> concealing their breasts and their hips and all this crap that they had to wear. You know what I mean? So, um, but she and, and Madonna too. Madonna too. I mean, those are those are females. But I just think that um, what's inspiring about it is the females really had a need to bust out of what was uh, what their paradigm was, right? So yeah, so yeah, so so definitely, definitely, and it's like also, I think it's animal instinct sexuality right it's it's your gut animal instinct animals hunt humans hunt right you know like hunt what do we do to hunt we go we make a living man you know we we go out there we make impacts right we we put our our our, um, impression in this world and then what happens is we want a partner so we start looking at people Right. And we start looking at people and wondering which one, which one that one looks good. This one looks good. That one looks good. They don't have the right vibe. You know what I'm saying? So we're. I think what we need to do is realize that we're constantly doing this and accepting it. Um, rather than, you know, like looking at somebody and saying, wow, I really shouldn't be thinking that right now. <laughs> I mean, you can think it and not act on it. Nobody knows you're thinking it. Right. So, like, you know, what I'm saying if you're getting turned on by somebody, it's like, yeah
0: good. good. Uh, yeah, that's actually that's brings up an interesting question, You because you are talking about men accepting their sex drive, accepting their, their the fact that they need certain things, or they're turned on by certain things. So, yeah, in your practice, what do you feel men have the most shame about when it comes to what turns them on, or what they want to do sexually? Like, what what is some of the sticking points that, you know, because I mean, it's, we all know, like, the basic sex, you know, intercourse, penis inside vagina, or whatever, or things like that, but what is... Mm-hmm. What is the, from what you've seen, what men have to accept about their sexuality? What do what they like? What are they thinking of that, that causes that? Oh, my God, I shouldn't be doing that or thinking that.
1: It, go- it just goes back to your freaking childhood when you were told inappropriate, when you were told, um, mm-hmm. nice little boys don't do this. You know, like, um, <laughs> you know, when I was really, really little, I, I, I don't know how I remember this. My mother was giving me a bath and I touched and I touched my penis and she said to me she looked at me real serious and she said Jesus doesn't like that
0: (laughs) oh wow okay typical masturbation shame yeah
1: yeah and I didn't even know I didn't know nothing like I was how did I know I was gonna wind up like being aroused later by just doing that it's like Jesus doesn't like that and um you know and then breaking away from my family early too I You know, I I didn't feel like I I had, I I had to so much worry about um, suppressing myself, sexuality, as much as expressing it sexually, you know, in the right, you know, in the right way so that it wasn't damaging because that was, that was difficult. You know what I mean? Just kind of like making sure that I was going to, you know, wind up with somebody that wasn't going to hurt me. You know what I mean? Just, uh, you know, somebody that was going to be kind to me. I think it's a challenge for most of us, though. but. Yeah, I think it really goes back to to that. And, um, you know, it's crazy because that's what got you here. Why are you ashamed of it? Right. Why are you ashamed of what what got you sex got you here? You're 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 a product of what happened between mommy and daddy one night. And um, yeah, why, you know, there, there shouldn't be shame in it. I don't think it's appropriate for, for a child to be exposed to, um, suggestive materials at all. I'm Not saying, you know what I mean? I'm saying like, I don't think that's good. I think that's bad because that could all, and you know, that was something else that we, you know, being little boys, we, we discovered porn probably way before we should have. Um, it was just places that we could find it. And then of course we would get curious and look at it. Right. um, with maybe a little bit of shame, but, you know, really it was there. So we would look at it. I mean, come on. Um, I don't think it's good for, for, for young adults, too young to be, to be looking at that though. I I think that that was not, um, that was not good. It's just something that we, we, we found. It's not like somebody gave it to us and said, look at this. This is what you, you know what I'm saying? But, but it did stir things up and and it did give us imagination and it, and it did make us wonder because we weren't having those feelings yet. Um yeah, I think it should be presented at the right time for, for for kids. I think that but all kids are different. Um, but I think really what what needs to come out of it is a mutual respect as we're exchanging our, uh, our gratification for this pleasure, you know, a mutual, you know, respect and a deep caring, right? For for who we're involving with. Yeah.
0: All right. that's that's very true. That's absolutely true. And I, I will add. Also be okay with expressing your sexuality with yourself. Like there isn't anything wrong Absolutely. with masturbation. You know, not at all. Um, it, it's your That's penis. You, you it's there right. for yourself. So, yes, of course, you want to be with somebody, you want to be able to experience pleasure with your partner or whoever. But also, you know, there's nothing wrong with self-pleasure. You know, with there's nothing wrong with right. your penis. There's nothing wrong with masturbation. I know there's a lot of little shame out there. There's a lot of there's still this subculture that tries to inculcate shame um, yeah. and, and and things like that. So it's of uh, so yeah, I,
1: I, um, I, I, a lot of my men friends, um, I think, are not open about those areas, those issues. I think a lot of it is like that's. I just I think it's shocking to them. Sometimes I'm I'm wondering, you know, why don't more people you know, take care of that part of their life, you know? Um, it's not good because you're missing out on something that's so precious. Like that's, that's you expressing yourself in your natural, in your natural being, you know what I mean? And it, it's also like, I, I would rather do that than be lonely. Honestly, I, I would rather just pleasure myself and be with nobody um, and not, acknowledge that right this is this is something that needs to be expressed That's um nice. it helps with with stress yeah a lot it just it just relieves like stress and anxiety um and it reminds us that, that that we're here for 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 the for for love i mean mm-hmm. it we're here for that connection. We were, we were born to have it. It's, it's natural.
0: It, it, it is very natural. You can also use um, masturbation to get, you know, yourself sexually, like what really turns you on because there's no one judging you there. Um, there's yeah. no one, there's no outside person judging you. So when you're by yourself yeah. um, and you're experiencing your own pleasure and you you know, you can really try to get to know yourself uh, a deeper um, you can also right. use masturbation to just kind of uh, for higher self esteem, self confidence. So there's a lot of different uses yeah. for that, and there's no. I think shame. I think
1: too it's yeah I think too it's part of your it's part of your body. I mean you you have to you know accept all of your body, and no, I think it's a very important part of your body. Um, I really do. Um, and. Yeah, I think it's really important to to just, you know, like embrace it, you know, take Mm -hmm. care of that part. That's that's your um, that's where your testosterone comes out of it. Testosterone, it's a very important hormone to keep in check, right? For for men, because we want to keep our hair. We want to keep strong muscles. We want we want to have good brain function. So it's 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 generated there. So I think it's, you know. I think just kind of getting some energy moving in that area is, is healthy for the entire body. And I think if one organ is going to be like suppressed, it's going to, you know, I'm getting more scientific, but it's going to, it's going to manifest in other organs not doing um, properly. Right. So yeah. it's, you know, coming from an organic standpoint, I just think that it, you know, it, 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 it will lead to you being healthier in that organ your other organs, then I think it'll be good for your mental health. Right. Because, you know, you, you did something about a need. Yeah. You're taking, take a little action. Yeah. You know?
0: <laughs> Absolutely. well, this is this isn't great. There's definitely more places to go with this conversation. I definitely, ha- I definitely have other things to say about all this, and I'll be curious to hear what you think. So maybe you'll come back again. But we're we're closing. Sure. But I want to give you an opportunity to tell people how to get in touch with you. Do you have a website? Do you have any way, you know, anything like that, where people can contact you if they'd like to
1: inquire more? Yes, yeah, sure. My name is um, so I have a Facebook page, uh, Peter DiPaolo. Um. Actually, I have a, a business page, Peter DePaulo Lifestyle Coach. My email address is PD, that's my first and second initial, F I T Fit L I F E Life Coach at gmail.com. So I'll say it again PD Fit Life Coach at gmail.com you can email me there. My website is, is there and I have a schedule there. If somebody wants to, you know, come on, just, just hit, you know, give me a free session and we'll, you know, we'll give you a discovery session and, you know, we'll talk about stuff and we'll figure out whether my coaching is right for you, whether coaching, you know, some people are not ready to be coached. um, So that's why we give that introductory session just to make sure that it's the right fit. Um and you know I, i'm i'm not going to lie i want i want i want my clients to have their expectations met and beyond you know i really do i think there's nothing more powerful than helping somebody um get what they want change their life for the better and then watching them affect other people doing it right and you know just kind of you know sending that out into the world so that that's that's why i'm a coach um but yeah you can email me again at P D. So that's my first name, Peter. My second, my first initial Peter, my second initial DePaulo F I T like fit. Exactly what it is. is fit life. So fit life coach at gmail.com PG fit life coach at gmail.com. Uh, Peter DePaulo lifestyle coach is on Facebook. That's a business page. There's, you know, it's just whatever it is. Um, my regular Facebook page is a lot more, um, interesting things on it. Um, and then, you know, you you could be directed there too. So, Oh, my name is spelled Peter P E T E R D E capital P a as an apple. O L a like, O oh, Los Angeles. Okay. So that's that. And, uh, yeah. Hey, hit me up. I'm always, always willing, uh, to talk to somebody who's interested in making change. And, you know, I'm really, I'm really here to see people, um, make their lives just the best life that they can possibly make. I think if we all do that, that this world is going to be such a better place, you know, and things are, you know, things are happening. And I want to see people grow with the times. I don't want to see people like so many people I talk to, they're like, oh, everything is going to go back to the way it was. And I'm like, you think? I'm like, because I don't think it will. I know that the city, the world is going to reopen again, but things are not going back to the way there was. Because during this time, we found so many better ways to do things that are so much more efficient um, and so much better for everybody concerned. So, um, yeah, I want people to embrace what's happening in this world rather than being afraid of it. And, and I don't want people to expect it to be like it was 1982 is done. It's, it's not coming back. It was a great time, but I just believe that 2032 is going to be amazing. I I honestly believe that. So if anybody wants to talk, hit me up. I'd love to uh, continue the discussion
0: all right thank you very much for coming on the program and it was a good conversation sir so maybe we'll have you back on again thank you very much
1: hey thank you i had a great time i'm i'm happy to be here this is kind of something that i love to do so yeah
0: If you'd like to be a guest on Core Confidence Life to share your talents, resources, or life lessons, just go to cclpodcast.com. That's cclpodcast.com and click on Be a Guest.